Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You were very deliberate. You might just think you're a product of genetics and random chance. You're not. You were very deliberate. And if you look around in this room, and if you look beyond this room, everyone that you encounter is very deliberate. King David put it this way. From Psalm 139. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made uh, set apart. Fearfully and wonderfully set apart. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, that is, his days, the days that were formed for me when as yet there were none of them. You were very deliberate. And everyone that has ever been created is very deliberate. And yet we have such a low view of life. We don't see people with these eyes, and that is too bad. And unfortunately, um, the world has become full of death dealers of every type, size, shape, and form. And before you think you're not among them, just wait. All creatures were created very deliberately. And the Lord has come to give us life, abundant life, eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that time is coming. And those who are dealing death will have to answer for it. Jonah says it like this, 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. You heard that. Paul pronounces it this way. The appointed time has grown very short. This world in its present form is passing away. And of course, Jesus gives us very, very good news as well. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. God comes to bring us life. But sinful selfishness makes everything in our lives into life or death emergencies that sort of disdain this gift of life. Now, you may not have ever murdered anyone, and you know what Jesus says about having hatred in your heart, that you have done that, you've committed murder. He also says um, that anyone... Uh, who is angry with his brother is liable to judgment. This is from Matthew chapter 5. We discussed this in our Bible study last week. Anyone who insults his brother is liable to the council, right? So he's kind of going um, in fractions as they're going up. And whoever calls his 
brother, a fool, moron, idiot, um, is, in, is liable to the fires of hell. It goes deeper than that. Sinful selfishness makes everything into a life or death emergency and dehumanizes those around us. Just look at your behavior when you drive in the morning. And that idiot in front of you is causing a delay or driving past you way too fast. And that person who was created deliberately is dehumanized. Or the clerk or the waitress or the person who is serving you, who doesn't seem to notice, who's already overwhelmed, same thing. And that person is dehumanized. Or, I, I don't even have to talk about social media, do I? But the Lord is coming, and there will be a reckoning. The Lord is coming, and he's coming for each and every one of his creatures, each and every one of us. And he will have you toe-to-toe, head-to-head, face-to-face, eye-to-eye. And he came as well, right, to give us life, an abundant life in his first advent. He came stripped down like one of us so that he might make us like him. The great I am gets involved. He personally intervenes as never before. He gets down into the mud. He gets down into this world of death dealers to bring life. He dispenses with his own privilege. He relinquishes his extravagance. He sheds his majesty and enters into our emergency. And it is an emergency. He draws near and meets us square where we are. The mortals, the creatures, the sinners, the death dealers. He breathes like you do. He bleeds like you do. And he comes for the don't belongs, the not so wells, the who cares. He sits and suffers alongside us. The working, the hurting, the disturbed, and yes, the sinful. He comes as one of us. He comes as an embryo to reach us. He comes as a frail fetus with grace and patience. He comes as a baby born in a manger. He comes as a newborn. With sheer acceptance, blessing, forgiveness. The ordinary boy proclaims the word of God to those who are, and he's not that ordinary, but proclaims the word of God to those in the temple at 12 with pure love and devotion to his heavenly father. Jesus, the humble, embraces the lowly. He embraces The mediocre everyman, the common, the normal nobody embraces everyone with love and life and sanctity and care and compassion. And he intrudes. 
He throws himself headlong into the disaster that we have brought upon ourselves by dehumanizing all those around us. And so Jesus becomes human to show the depths and the importance of human life. He comes to uproot our human sinfulness. And he holds nothing back. He will render payment for our death dealing, for our sin. He will endure punishment for our, on our behalf. He will offer his self, his very life, so that we might have life. To settle accounts, require, retire the debts, balance the equation, to atone, to amend for you and for me. This Lord comes to restore all that we seek to undo. Whether it's something as small as an insult or anger. He comes to give life and eternal life to all. Because he died to take our sins, but he also rose to restore to us everlasting life, to restore to us life. The one who was slain came to embezzle death and vacate graves everywhere. There's all kinds of things going on. There's war, there's death, there's shootings. But Jesus is there. The plane may go down, but the pilot gets the passengers out. The ship may sink, but the skipper recovers the sailors. Let those who are dying believe and behave as though they are also arising again. We heard that from Paul. The power, the pride, the pleasures, the pettiness, property, popularity, they never really mattered. What really mattered was life. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. What really mattered is the fellowship, the family, the kingdom, community, hearts and histories connected together. Lives bound to one another that endure and outlast all the emergencies and death dealings. Our lives are important to God. Your lives are important to God. The people around you, our lives are important to God. And their eternal welfare is important to God as well, as you well know. And this is really where we enter into um, another kind of sanctity of life, uh, eternal life. And God has done that through his church. Baptism has quenched the flames and fireproofed humankind into Christ. Communion has stalked us for the storm and fed us through the famine and armed us against all kinds of tragedy. Daily bread assures us of unending breath and God's goodness and his faithfulness to our lives and our eternal life goes on and on. As there is so much death dealing, look to the one who brings life. 
as there is so much death dealing, proclaim the one who is life. Know that through him you have abundant life, life to the full. Trust him, the one who makes us like him because he became like us. Because he took the biggest blows of the death dealers. The sin of the entire world upon himself and emerged victorious. And that is good news, not just for me, for you, but for everyone. That shows the depths to which God will go to bring life and eternal life for each and every person. Into which we come for each and every person in the world, not just those we come into contact. If you want to have life and you do have life, know that it is through Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God's grace in him. There are others out there. Speak life. Point them to the one who is life. For he has come to give it abundantly. And he is faithful. And he will do it. Amen. And may the peace which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.